Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is time for Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, and joining me as always, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an Olympian. Yeah, general overall badass the world's strongest man mark henry and mark we have a huge episode lined up for the nation out there today of course it's a saturday episode so we got weekly winner going their way i think that weekly winner covered everything this week so let's get at it let's get at it and mark as we talk about weekly winner you would agree one of the best weeks of professional wrestling on the whole in years. You know what? It's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we had a week where every show in the week Woo. was good. And not only good, but one thing on the show was transcendent. And we talk about it today. And you will find out when you listen to this episode. And also... As the nation tunes in on this episode, Mark, it's the weekend. We got a pay-per-view to get to. Extreme Rules is 24 hours away. We give a full preview on this episode as well. We give our winners and our losers. And I think that everybody that watches this pay-per-view will be well-informed when they see the music play. And they're going to think about us. That's right. It's Busted Open here on a Saturday. All you got to do is relax, click play. Let's get it going. Busted Open. It has been a great year for professional wrestling. It has been burning. AEW is on fire. SmackDown is killing it. And, A, Raw did pretty well this week as well. As we get ready to give the nation our weekly winner, I got to be honest, man. We are a week away from our anniversary. Next week is the first week of October, weekend of October. That is ushers in, right, the, the, the anniversary of the Saturday show. This will be our anniversary. And as I... Uh, head into this anniversary as we head into this anniversary, Mark, and we talk about this week that was in professional wrestling. Mark, this might be the best single week of professional wrestling on television of my adult life. And I don't say that lightly. In a long time for you, and, and, and I'm struggling, man, to remember a better time. Because, listen, 
I really got to go back to WCW and and when and the, the, the WWF because there was that there was the back and forth there was the the options there were the two different shows pro wrestling was ECW everywhere was I hot. wasn't an adult ECW was hot I was 17 then I wasn't technically an adult so when I say this was the best week of professional wrestling of my adult life I think that's true like I I think on the whole every single show was really good, and then I think you have a classic show or maybe two in there as well. So, uh, man, uh, this is a tough choice. We're in the midst of it, and I'm still not exactly sure which way I'm leaning. What say you, man? Weekly winter time. Man, starting at Raw, the way they started with the bloodline and the way they ended with the bloodline and having Bobby Lashley come in, and tear that so shit good. up and look like Godzilla attacking Japan. Like, I mean, Bobby just laid waste <laughs> to everybody. He tore down every building. Like, I mean, it, it looked like a, just a complete catastrophe. And the, a lot of, Matt, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, uh, almost, and um, uh, AJ Styles, you know, close second, close second on that show. It was live. The wrestling to, I mean, Riddle, Riddle and almost were on the floor. But to see right. Rand, man, I'm telling you, Randy has got to, Randy is moving up into my top five of all time. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think, put, seeing Randy above Triple H. I'm starting to see him above Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Like, I, man, I'm telling you, like Randy's body of work, not only the body of work, but you watch him in the ring and it's just effortless. It don't even look like he's exerting he all his energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It looks easy to him. Yeah. And he does make it look easy. He, he makes you want to, he makes you want to pull your hair out. But I'm going to tell you something. The thing that, um, that made me really go wow, wow about Raw. Yeah, was real. I'm I'm sorry. Was um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. The reality oh, yeah. at one point, Shayna Baszler made me turn my head because I didn't want to see the pain, and Nia Jax, she wailed. So I don't know if you I've, – I've heard people like, ah, like be in pain, but I'm talking about crying, wailing, something is broken. And I, I, I put my hand on my head like this one time. Where you just – where your face is itching and, and concerned. Like, you really don't like was, horror movies. Oh, man, I don't like you shit really like that, bro. I just can't. <laughs> you know, like, man. like you're the even in the even in the scope of pro wrestling, it still gets to you when the screams. Bro, come. it got me, and and I was proud of her. <laughs> I was proud yeah, of yeah. her work as a uh, as a as a former worker. But the thing that I have to give them their props for is the fact that I was in suspended belief. It wasn't wrestling no more. It was, it was, it was, the world was crashing down around her and I couldn't do nothing to help. 
that's where I was. And you got to give Raw props. They had some good work on that show. Um, NXT, man, the Diamond Mine is special. They, they, they're doing a good job with that. And I, I thought for a second there that um, you, I can't go a week without watching Cameron Grimes. You, Cameron Grimes need to be on, on, on all three of their programs. He need to be on Raw. He need to be say. on SmackDown. Yes. That dude make me yes. smile, man. Just when they play his music, I just start smiling. Like he makes – you talk about putting smiles on faces? Shit, let the dude go out there and entertain, man. Uh, I, I like watching Odyssey Jones. I thought he was entertaining as hell. Fantasma, you know, you, you, you judged me the way that I said it last time. I said it right this time, Ryan. How about that? Give me I some didn't, love. I didn't judge you. I yes, That you was did. not me. That was no, no, no. You're getting your host mixed up. I mean, I, I'll make fun of you the way you eat a Milky Way, but I didn't, okay. I didn't hit you on the pronunciation of it. heckling Mark Henry. No, that was Jonathan Hood that <laughs> roasted me. See? See? I told I, you. I apologize, Ryan. I apologize. I apologize. Now, getting back to good. what I was saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> I really do think that uh, Brian Breaker and Rich Holland are going to be stars. They're both going to be big stars yeah. in the next year. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne. Once again, Pete Dunne makes me turn my head, too. Like, they do stuff that just you go, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. And <laughs> I like seeing Ciampa as a good guy. Me too. I never thought I would like that. And I did. I really enjoyed uh, watching NXT. And like I said before, early in the show, when they said that they were going to make a lot of changes and they were going to take it over, I was like, oh, shit. I was pissed. And now I'm not. It was the right decision. It was too dark. People were kind of like, you know, tuning out to the surroundings. And, and the surroundings mean something in pro wrestling. And not only did do I feel like it's brighter, but I feel like that there's stuff that you don't miss. That when it's dark, you kind of people tend to be more reserved. When the light is on, people are like cockroaches. They just start running everywhere, jumping up and down and knocking shit over. It's, it, it, that's, that's, the energy is up, if, if that makes any sense to you. Um, and you get to Wednesday. One of the top matches of all time in a situation where a historic wrestler comes back and faces a guy that he always considered that guy to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet and wanted to work the style that that guy worked was Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, I'm sorry, and Kenny Omega. That happened. It wasn't a dream. It really, really happened, and we got to see it on Wednesday. Uh, and it delivered. No, it did deliver. I mean, what talking they, it, forty I mean, minutes. Over delivered. You can, <laughs> it right. it, it I mean, over delivered. It, it, 
And and let me it's finish. To have the expectations. Let me finish, damn it. Before <laughs> I lose my train of thought. Shit. That guy, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, the, the rainmaker, the whatever you want to call him, stepped up and put together put a match on television that'll never be erased. We'll put that match the first time they ever touched. We'll put that match, him and Kenny Omega, up there with the top 10 matches I ever saw. And that was on Wednesday TV. What is going to happen, guys, <laughs> when you put Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega in one of these football stadiums? <laughs> Ah, what is, what's going to happen? What's going to happen then? And then you follow that up, MJF. I don't care who MJF wrestles, y'all. The dude is polarizing. He's polarizing. He, he's, he's got that. He reminds me of a, a Roddy Piper. He reminds me of a Dusty Rhodes, but bad. Dusty, his good, Dusty's good to MJF's. You talk about a, uh, a fantasy warfare match and times and place didn't matter. You know how much money I would spend to see Dusty Rhodes versus MJF? <laughs> Everything I got. It would be, that would have been such a great, I mean, it'd kill you. <laughs> it, it, you might have a, I might check out, man. I might check out. MJF got it, man. He, he's got the thing that everybody wants to see as a pro wrestler. Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black. Cody Rhodes got booed. We had Arn Anderson yes, on did. yesterday. And he said that Cody is going Hollywood. Our fans love pro wrestling. If you leave pro wrestling and you're in Hollywood and you become a big star like a John Cena, like The Rock, like a Roddy Piper, like a Hogan, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, we appreciate you then, but you can't ride the fence. We don't like that. We, we think you're trivializing us. You're using our audience for your game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I feel like that's one reason that Cody is getting booze. The second reason is Cody is identifying with Cody. He's not identifying with pro wrestling anymore. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm Cody. He didn't come out of the, the, the babyface tunnel. He didn't come out of the hill tunnel. His wife came out of the hill tunnel. Arn Anderson came out of the babyface tunnel. Where did Cody come from? I'll wait. He came got from the, the uh, middle. He got the brute, he, I was just saying, he, he came the from entrance. the elevator. <laughs> yeah, he comes from the floor. I'm Cody. And then who did he look like when, he, when we did see him? We all identify oh, with the, one of the most evil characters of all time. You can put him up there with Darth Vader. You can put him up there with Attila the Hun. Who, who, who did he come out at? 
Homelander. Oh, it's Homelander. He looked like Homelander. When I saw Cody, (laughs) I just shook my head and was like, damn, man. I was in the back. I didn't I wasn't in the crowd. (laughs) Shit. Come out dressed like Homelander, the most evil guy that I've seen on TV in a while. Come on, man. Cody. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for introducing me to the boys. I mean, you you did that. You did that. Pat I had to stay. I had to stay on. I had you to stay on, on me. I'm too. glad you that did. Took weeks. <laughs> Take weeks. It, it, it took weeks, a few weeks, no. but I okay. finally got the message yeah. and I was addicted. But but Malachi <laughs> Black guys, what is there not to like? What is there not to like? You know how much He's I love He's talented. That. Yep. He's got pageantry, and he is a badass. Bro, what is there not to like? Cody is going to have to identify with the audience and say, guys, I apologize. I'm one of you. I'm trying to fight evil. Malachi Black is, is pure evil. I'm trying to stomp it out. They have got to tell the story with Cody has got to tell the story. It don't matter about the announcers. It don't matter about everybody else. You got to hear it from his mouth. Darby and Sting and FTR, I thought, was second to Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega or Bryan Danielson. It's going to take me a while, guys. I've been calling him Daniel Bryan for 16 years. Give me a break. Give me a break. I know the trolls out there, y'all can go to hell because I know you're only tough behind that computer or your phone. You see me in person, you're going to kiss my ass because I'll slap piss at you. I don't, I don't like yeah, trolls. Like you okay? Did, I, did I go heal real quick? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say, you all right? You need another I, I, No, bar? I'm not okay. <laughs> trolls, when I, when I say- think of people standing behind their, their phones and their computers, and not being man enough or woman enough to step to my face and say, Mark, I disagree with you. I get angry because I, it's cowardly. Okay. I have no respect for that at all. All of the, the, the people just feeling like I can say whatever I want to behind this computer. Say it to me in my face. <laughs> I double dog dare you. The Hall of Pain has opened its doors. To all trolls out there. Come on. I know they're out there. And we had a championship match that I I, I was, after the first match, I didn't really think that nothing could live up. Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, main event, live. That was a match? It was live. I loved it. I could not get enough of it. I want some more of them, too. And with um, AEW and uh, Rampage, I, I thought that having Eddie Kingston at home uh, and the retribution, if you will, of what happened um, to Suzuki, I thought was great. It, I mean, yeah. man, it, 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 really, it really shined. Uh, it was a shining moment for the show. That show, FTR... Uh, I mean, just everything that happened on Friday, uh, just it ruled. It was it was a great, great show. Same thing with SmackDown. Um, the main event took precedence over everything Woo! else. 
on that 100%, show. 100%. Yeah, both main events really, really shine. Yep, couldn't agree more. That being said, I'm not going to put anything above Wednesday. Daniel Brian, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega took the week for me. Just one match. With all the stuff that happened this week. Great week for pro wrestling. But AEW Dynamite gets the nod for me. There you Hard go. Hard to beat. You shill. You Homer. You company you man. No, Homer. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you that is absolutely guy. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's any question. Listen, I, I think you did a great job of running down the week and recapping uh, your thoughts on the week. And listen, it was a great week. I, I truly do believe it was the single best week of professional wrestling that I've experienced as an adult. Um, it, it just, I mean, the, the Tez main event with Roman Reigns on SmackDown and that entire show having two icons of their generation like Becky and Bianca going back and forth to start the show. Uh, that was just amazing. We, we we talk about homicide showing up on Friday night. You want to talk about New York? You want to talk about a way to end the show? Homicide showing up on Rampage was freaking awesome. But when you have a main event on Wednesday between Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, which was an absolute knockdown dragout war, right? With a really good match featuring, oh, I don't know, some guy named Sting, and then Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes, and then MJF and Pillman Jr., right? That's all going backwards on the show. The show started with, like you said it, one of the greatest matches of all time, Mark, but, I mean, it came on television, and it was done in a way that you didn't even know the time limit was coming to a close. It was an entire surprise. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, AEW Dynamite. <coughs> Excuse me. Of course that's getting my weekly winner. That is one of the best two-hour pro wrestling shows I have ever seen in my life. That first hour was Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega straight into a fire-ass CM Punk in New York City promo, then into the future of the business with MJF. Like, that was the first hour of the show. What? Like, I don't know how that came about. So, Mark, Mark, like, like, I'm just, like, I mean, it's however many days later. It's three days later. I still can't believe the shit we watched this week. And I'm not just I, talking I about can't Dynamite. Either. The entire can't week either. was fucking crazy. But Wednesday night, Mark, I mean, listen, the, 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 if you're a pro wrestling fan, I don't know how you can sit with a straight face and not give AEW Dynamite your weekly winner. I want to hear from the nation, 877-344-4893. We're going to be closing the show with y'all. Who was your weekly winner? Who do you think had the best show? Because Mark and I, we made it pretty clear. I think it's Dynamite. That's not to say it's not close, but Mark, a great week for pro wrestling, anchored by one of the best two-hour pro wrestling shows that I've seen in my adult life with Dynamite, and that's not hyperbole. That's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, three shows, you, Wednesday and both shows on Friday, bro. Monday Oof. was, I, I, this, this, you, you might be right. 
It might be the best week. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. We got a full docket of professional wrestling, bro, and we have hit <clears> the <throat> week that was. We obviously just gave the nation our weekly winner where we went with AEW Dynamite coming off a historic match, obviously, between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. But this weekend ain't over. We are full of pro wrestling still. We got a pay-per-view to get to. Extreme That's Rules right. is on the docket, Mark, and it's a good-ass card uh, from top to bottom. Obviously, the main event, the Universal Call Championship it match between Reigns and Balor. We'll get to that. But what about this SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Usos, the Bloodline, and the Street Profits? Bro, after last night and that main event between Tez and Roman Reigns, that got me infinitely more stoked for this tag team matchup between these two. What do you think about this match, and who do you think takes the dub? Man. Oof. I don't see I don't I don't I don't see the Usos losing. I feel like that um, the Usos, they have too many, they have too much bells and whistles. They still have Roman. They still have Paul Heyman at the end of the day to run interference, and they just a damn good tag team. So uh, I'm going to go Usos. All right, yeah, I tend to agree with you. It's just a little bit too much, too much momentum, like you said. A little bit too many things in their corner going their way. Speaking of matches, I'm excited for, and this is something that we we just sort of glossed over in terms of Monday. Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss, and the back and forth that they had on Monday in terms Ooh. of realism, right? In terms of bringing that heat, they took an angle mark that I gotta be honest, I'm not particularly, I'm whatever with Alexa Bliss and this, you know, the Bray Wyatt sort of remnants of the Firefly Funhouse. It seems like creative is as well and they're trying to turn the page on that potentially and my what a great job of writing they did between those two because charlotte and alexa delivered in a huge way uh verbally on monday and got me really excited for this match at extreme rules mark yeah i i I can't remember what movie um samuel jackson was in he was like man what happened to you you used to be beautiful jackie brown jackie Jackie brown Brown to de niro De Niro, De Niro in the truck right before the mall. Yeah, yeah before he shot him. That's after. what Charlotte yep, did yep. on on, um, on Monday. She was like, Alexa, Alexa, yeah, Alexa, yeah, what, yeah. What what happened to you? You used to have great matches with everybody, and you won. You were a champion, and now look at you. You swing. You hang out with dolls. What? You used to be beautiful. And I, I thought that that was, I thought that was one of the high points of that show. There was a lot of stuff that we could have touched. I'm telling you, the content of this entire week, pretty Fire. damn hard to beat. Pretty hard to beat. Yep. If you put all the shows yep. combined, it, it man, I don't know if there's been a week that I can remember that was this live. 
there was a lot to like about it. So Bliss, Flair, the showdown for the championship, added interest due to a great mic work on Monday, and obviously added, I mean, there's interest there because you're talking about two of the best in the world and, and, and arguably the women's goat with Charlotte Flair. Does she stay champion, Mark? Does Charlotte keep the gold after this weekend? Uh, I would say yes. And yeah. there's a lot of reasonings why, but we only have 30 minutes in the show, and this <laughs> this could take a while. So I'm just going to say yes. I'm going to give Charlotte the nod. All right, all right. I, I tend to agree, but I, 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 if you are getting rid of the, the funhouse sort of era of Alexa Bliss, it could be a decent way to usher in a new era with some new championship gold. So as I look across the landscape of this card, Mark, with the four championship matches, I think if there's going to be a championship change, I think it'll be between Flair and Bliss, but I do agree with you. I, I do see Flair retaining. She just is that dominant. You know what I mean? She is Charlotte Flair for a reason. Speaking of championship matches, your good old buddy Sheamus looking to regain his United States championship match in a triple threat between Hardy and champion Damian Priest. Now, there hasn't been a, a, a ton of build to this. There's been a little bit. It's it, it's it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of like a lukewarm match, but it's also one of those matches, Mark, when I look at the main players Jeff Hardy Sheamus and Damian Priest physically optically I don't think there's any way this match doesn't deliver like I don't the story is what it is the match I expect to be hard hitting heavy and hard remember I told you about curtain jerking early in the show Sheamus is the ultimate curtain jerker Mm. he wants to see what's happening and I'm gonna top that that's why Sheamus is so effective and I feel like that's going to be the match that if there's going to be a match that steals it, that will be the one. And I love the fact that it's an elimination. That is, you have to beat, you have to beat two people. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was a straight triple threat match. My bad. That's pretty cool. I, I, well, I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I, I was under the impression that it was in elimination. Andre! We need some clarification. We need Mark some help, Andre. Researching now. <laughs> Bring he's Andre is going. Going. while he's <laughs> got <laughs> the fast fingers, <laughs> you know, trying to figure it all out. We'll, yeah, um, he's got it. I but I, 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 I look at Sheamus as being one of the more hardcore wrestlers that we've had to date. Yeah. And um, the future, I think, is, uh-oh, we got Andre with the finger up. It seems like it's a normal <laughs> triple threat. A normal triple threat, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been wrong before. Gonna be wrong again, but I, Pretty I definitely <laughs> see um, the Archer of Infamy being the future. Yep, Priest will be the future, but right now, man, it's all about Sheamus. I think Sheamus is the guy. Oh. Okay, all right. Sheamus gets his gold back. I don't agree. I think it's Damian Priest's time right now. I think Priest retains and on to bigger and better things for Damian Priest. But, boy, what marks – I mean, that is going to be an absolute banger in terms of physicality. I mean, that's every Sheamus match. Yeah, it's going to be a war. I don't envy – yeah, I was going to say I don't envy Jeff Hardy or Damian Priest because they're going to be coming out pink, red, bloody, and bruised most likely. Now, Mark, I've been holding off the two matches that I think everyone is most looking for. 
forward to the women's the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, and then obviously Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. We'll start with Reigns and Balor. We were talking about how it's Priest time, how it's so and so's time. It's been Roman Reigns's time, but the Demon is undefeated. The Demon has never lost, and the Demon is out for a reason. He is here for a reason, and that is obviously championship gold. But Brock Lesnar is lurking in the foreground, right? Potentially Dwayne Johnson is lurking a year from now. We don't know what the story has for us, Mark. I, I, I got to be honest. I, I don't think the demon, even though it's it's obviously the, the, the story is what it is. The, the demon is undefeated. I understand that. I don't see it being enough to overtake the bloodline, to overtake Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, the collective championship that is held by everyone because it does feel like a collective sort of sort of uh, effort there. Well, I guess <clears throat> I guess if we let you tell it, then it's the foregone conclusion is Roma's going to retain. <laughs> but I'm not going to sign up for that. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I like I it. Think, I like I think it. That, that, the, that the demon is going to prevail. There may be a distraction with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman oh. and, and Roman Reigns, and it will steer the narrative and we will have a new champion. I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Andre's in on that. Andre turned his camera on. Andre's like, yes, give me the demon champion. Hey, and listen, how great would that be? Because obviously we saw Balor is the first universal champion. It has been a long time and an arduous journey potentially back to the championship. It would be a great story, Mark. You, we, I think we all agree with that. It would be a great story, and you would give more versatility to the show. And you got a draft coming up soon. What would that do to make people go, oh, my gosh, they're not even on the same show anymore? I didn't even think about that. We got the draft coming up next week. That's why you are the world's strongest man. That's why you are a Hall of Famer. Mark Henry. All right, Mark. So as we talk about the Hall of Fame, potentially two future Hall of Famers in Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, I think for a lot of people, uh, this might be match of the night because of what it could be. Right, Mark? The possibilities. Obviously, we only got 26 seconds at SummerSlam. The build to this, the moment, two of the best of their generation. Feels like we got some real animosity. Styles make fights. There's nothing not to love about this fight between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. There, there's nothing not to like. And I think that this is where we get to see Bianca regain the championship and have people chase her because you need baby faces to be over and you need heels on the chase. And I feel like that even with the draft coming up and things maybe being thrown all over the place to change, uh, I think the best bet for your dollar is to have Becky chase and she may end up on the same brand as Charlotte Flair again. Love to get that again. I wouldn't be mad at it. Andre, what'd you just say? I like what you just put in the chat. I love I love this little life. Yeah. It's going to be Bianca versus Becky from 26 seconds at SummerSlam to 26 minutes tomorrow night. Yeah. I like that. Now that is the question. Uh, 
I think we're getting that sort of match. Wouldn't you agree, Mark? Like, I think, like you were talking about potential, you know, potential uh, to steal the show. I, I don't know if you can say it's stealing the show when you talk about Belair and Becky because so many people are looking forward yeah. to the match. It's expected to deliver. You know what I'm saying? But I expect a banger. I expect, I don't want to use the word classic, but 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever. We're getting the proper time with this one. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't, I, 26 minutes, maybe, but. Maybe closer to 20, 18 to 20 minutes. There you go. Either way, a lot longer than 26 seconds. It's something we can a lot longer. sink our teeth in, too. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.